Have you ever been stuck on how to bring your lessons to life? I discovered KiwiCo monthly subscriptions of hands-on projects that make learning fun. Their core offering is projects that make learning about STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math accessible, and are designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning. Some recent favorites are the Slime Lab, Physics Carnival, and Paper Circuits. Kiwi Crate was founded by engineer and mom of three, Sandra Olin, and her deep desire to raise kids with the creative confidence needed to become the next generation of problem solvers and critical thinkers. I couldn't agree more with her mission, and I'm excited to offer you a chance to try them for free. To learn more about their projects for kids ages 2 to 16, and to redeem this exclusive offer, visit kiwico.com forward slash homeschool. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com forward slash homeschool to get your first month free today. Just pay $4.95 for shipping. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Moms Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with another episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today we're going to be talking about parenting in a media-saturated world. This is episode 298. And you can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Today, our sponsor is KiwiCo, and you can find their amazing Kiwi crates with a special offer just for us at KiwiCo.com forward slash homeschool. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com forward slash homeschool. They are offering a free crate uh, to try out with a small cost for shipping and handling. I personally love KiwiCo and have been a customer of theirs uh, for years before they became our sponsor. So um, super excited to have them on board. And KiwiCo uh, um, really offers great activities that are STEM related, and that is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So check them out and thank them for being our sponsor. It's through sponsorships that we can continue to bring you podcasts at no cost. In addition, please leave me a star rating on iTunes and any of your favorite podcast apps. Thanks so much for doing this. It helps our show tremendously. Okay, so parenting is tough, but parenting in a media-saturated world increases the difficulty level. And technology, let's face it, is a two-edged sword. It's fabulous, but it's scary in that we want to protect our children from some of the junk found online. And in addition, um, our big concern is how much information is gathered on us as we're searching. So this podcast is going to talk about several things. We're going to talk about how we can use technology for our benefit as well as how we can protect our kids and ourselves online by the oversaturation. 
When we use electronics and media in our home, it's not, it should not be at a detriment to books. Media today is small enough to carry in our pockets. My kids use it all the time to look up things instantly. And I personally refuse that automated voice on the phone to help me. Even when I um, tell my kids, you know, about this, they come back with all of the things that, you know, is helpful to them. And even my husband uses it and he says, he, you know, he uses his phone when he drives, so he has to use automation. But one of the things I found doing some research, and I've done quite a bit of research for this podcast, is twofold. Well, actually, there's more than that. But let's just start with the first point. And that is, when kids look up things online, for example, using that automated voice on their phone, they tend to forget the information they've just heard or learned. And the reason is they don't think they need to know it. And when I brought up this information to my kids, basically they said, well, of course we don't need to know it. We can just look it up again. Well, that's not what we want, parents, right? And that was very telling. And I found all kinds of studies, and I'm sharing that information with you online because it gets a little bit technical. But the bottom line is that kids who use technology to an exclusive extent extent. For example, the study was done um, by the Japanese, and they said that for some reason when the study was done, they were the number one country using technology and it being used among their children. So they have been monitoring kids' progress for years, like since 1968, I believe the study said, and I have some links to the study. Um, on the website. But one of the amazing things is it talked about not only the psychological effect, but the physical effect. And it said, you know, their eyesight um, was um, impaired and that they had um, underdeveloped nerve senses, like for heat and cold, and uh, they were at risk for different things. Their um, their bodies weren't as strong because they weren't going outside and running and playing like you, you know kids should. And these are all things that we already know, right? But another study that I read went on to explain brain abnormality, and it was shown that during prolonged use, and truthfully, the study was really complex. So again, I have links if you're more intellectual than I am. But the bottom line was pointing to the inability to control emotions, regulate desires, and show empathy to others and anticipate needs. You know, I found um, this with my own kids, and I remember visiting a friend's house, oh my gosh, years ago um, when, when Nick was a baby. So it must have been like something like 20 years ago. And this family was technologically advanced. They were a homeschool family and they had about five computers set up in one big room with desks, you know, all up up against the wall. And my kids were like, whoa, you know, this is amazing, My the two older ones. And so uh, my friend said, yeah, her husband was computer savvy and worked in a media world. So he had set up all these computers and she said, um, kind of with a little bit of a sigh, well, they're going to play some video games. Is that okay? Well, we hadn't been... A- exposed to a lot of video games. So I said, sure, it sounded like a great thing. You know, and her husband went into all of how, you know, great it was with brain training and everything else. Well, my kids basically watched. They didn't really want to play because, you know, they didn't know what a joystick was and how to do it. So they just kind of wanted to observe and watch. And nine times out of 10, one of her kids walked out of that room. She and I were visiting in the other room and I had my little baby 
um, that I was watching on the floor as the, our other kids were playing, and my husband was in the media room um, with our other kids. And her kids would come out and had a meltdown. I mean, you know, crying hysterically. And and so, like, you know, she would uh, get up and comfort the child and then come back and sit down. And I said, what's wrong? You know, what happened? And she said, oh, he just lost a game. Like it was nothing at all. She was used to this. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, this complete hysterical meltdown because a child lost a computer game against a computer. And so I knew then that, and I think that's where I got my extreme dislike for computer games. Having said that, out of five children, I combat two that really enjoy playing them, and none of them have gone through the meltdown, and if they have, I haven't seen it. But um, I have also really um, moderated the time that my kids played, and I'm going to share some of that with you later. So I'm going to um, in, you know, include some of these links. Um, I found some things from Common Sense Media that were some infographics that I thought were interested. And also, um, Kirk Cameron did a series on media discernment, and I have those links as well. The thing is, what is a parent to do, especially those of us who are so dependent on our devices? And when I say devices, I mean computers, cell phone, um, tablets, you know, anything that is electronic. Well, the answer is clear, and it takes strength in parenting as well as willingness to follow through. And this is the hardest part because we are so ingrained today to just jump on the internet and find what we need, whereas not so many years ago, we wouldn't have done that. So I have some do's and don'ts that I want to share with you and see if any of these resonate with you. The first do is educate yourself about social media and media overload, and I've supplied quite a few links. I mean, this podcast talk took hours to put together, um, much longer than normal. So I want you to educate yourself there. The second do is family rules. Limit screen time. Set parameters. Do you have family rules when it comes to media? Ours are simple. Do what we say while you're living here. And we have a lot of other ones, but... One of the the things I want to share with you, and I will share some of the more obvious ones with you, is that, you know, when you hear people discuss things, it may or may not work for you. Uh, My friend whose kids loved computer games, even if they had meltdowns, that was something that they decided as a family they wanted to do. So while I make some suggestions for you, do what you're comfortable with. The obvious ones are no phones at the table. If somebody wants to, Um, you know, look something up, we usually table it to after dinner. Definitely no cell phones if we go out to eat. Um, You know, my kids are all older now. uh, So that has been a rule since the first one got their cell phone years ago. Another is we use all of the wonderful apps and irritatingly so, they cost money uh, from the cell phone companies because they obviously uh, know us. But there are so many things that you can use that are really helpful. And one of those things is, um, you know, there, there are things you can do through the cell phone company to limit times that the kids have access uh, to their cell phones electronically if just working with that doesn't work, you know, just get setting t- limits doesn't work. Another is when my kids walked in the house when they were younger, 
they had to put their cell phones on a charging station that we had. So they would walk in, put their cell phones on a charging station and go to their rooms. If they forgot, that meant that they would lose cell phone time. So that was important. The third is have your computer in a common family area only. If you do not, then it needs to be internet restricted. Um, Again, if they need to search for the internet, it needs to be in a common area, and we have a computer in a common area where they can do that. Number four, have your kids tell you the dangers and consequences of social media, watching inappropriate shows, um, responding inappropriately on social media. And our rule has always been, would you feel comfortable having Jesus watch whatever it is with you? And the kids were amazing when they shared with us, you know, some of their concerns and also asked for help. I still have um, passwords on all of my kids' phones, even the adult kids living in my house. So if they want to access something, they have to come to me to get it, um, you know, unlocked. In addition, you can take specific apps off your phone because there are ways um, that certain apps are difficult to take off, but you can definitely restrict the use um, by going into the settings. So when you have a device in your home, don't rely on your children to teach you. Parents, you need to know more than they do. And I have done that. Um, I always tell my husband he's very lucky because I'm the one who does it and he, I have to help him with his phone and um, his iPad that he uses for work. But one of you has to be tech savvy. The fifth is um, a family fast from electronics. Every once in a while, take a break. Have a fast, whether it's you know not checking emails. I run a business. I run Media Angels Publishing, which is the parent company of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, which also owns Ultimate uh, Christian Podcast Network and the Media Angels membership website. So it's very important that I stay connected. However, many times I don't even check my emails until after lunch. And the reason for that, even though I graduated my last one this past year and I could jump on social media immediately or email, is because I tend to have things that I have to get done because I know once I get online, I'm going to get sucked in. And that is the fear, parents. That is really the fear in this media saturation is the fact that we can start with one thing that we're going to do and jump to five others. And I know it will take a lot of time. So you can um, do all kinds of things like set timers and and that kind of thing for, like I set a timer for when I'm going to start checking social media and when I should be off. And if the timer rings and I need to give it another five minutes, I can to finish up what I'm doing and then I go on to something else. That's how I get all of these podcasts done that I, that I do. So um, just, you know, little FYI. So in other words, fasting from media is really good. And if I can do it running an online business, you can do it, you know, as, as a parent. The sixth is to encourage outdoor activities. Sports like um, sports and hobbies that require movement are really important. Uh, so we can do that. Compromise. Video games, ugh, here we go. But I had to learn to compromise with two of my sons who love them. So we came up with an arrangement that would work. Number eight, encourage family interaction. Uh, game day, board games, camping trips, just other things that are going to take us away from media. You know, 
the longer I'm away from it, for example, if I have a, a mini vacation or um, I'm going somewhere um, where I'm not going to be working, it is really difficult for, for me to come back and start working again. And I know it's because our minds get away um, from that constant barrage of information and it just really is a rest. So, you know, try to work in different activities where you can take a rest. Again, use your internet settings. Did you know you have power parents? You can set your phones, kids' phones or devices and your Wi-Fi uh, to turn off. If you don't know how to use them, search online and figure it out. And number 10, trust is earned. When my teens would push back with our rules, I would ask them to prove me wrong. For example, if I didn't need to moderate screen time, well, then how long do you think is fair? So we had to come up with an acceptable range that was agreed upon by all. Don'ts. Don't tell your kids to limit time online if you use your phone or computer all the time. Don't buy into lies of brain building games. There is nothing like brain building with hands-on activities. Give your kids a bag of recyclables and watch the brain building begin. You know, if you think that classical music works great and it does, then play it in the background. They don't need to watch a video with classical music. Uh, The third is don't use electronic devices that are not babysitters. If your kids um, are little and they use electronic devices, then I'm going to give you a challenge. Sit with them while they're using them. Not so much fun, right? So sometimes we don't believe that we're using these things as babysitters and then come to find out we do. And the fourth is don't expect all your safety measures to work. Yes, we need to use the internet for research or whatever you need to do for school, but it needs to be monitored. We each have to figure out what works for our family, and I don't think any of you listening uses the media to babysit. And if you decide to go on a Kindle spree like my daughter did, buying all of her kids electronic devices, with the thought of doing school or educational games, it backfires. You know, be brave parents. Um, all of her kids no longer have devices that they're using for, it, for their school. And because it became a discipline problem, her kids loved them and they don't really watch television. So I think that there was a big lure in that for them. And, and I'm really, really proud of my daughter for standing firm. And it's difficult for her because she has a lot of little ones. We have choices. There's a wonderful world outside to explore. There are books to read and there are things to create. Yet sometimes we need to compromise. For me, it was when my kids were older teens. I pray that you make the right choices um, that are going to help you and your family. And I would love to hear your feedback and suggestions. The bottom line is that what I find disturbing is that the main issue centers around what makes us human and all the research I did. Media overload tends to lower our empathy and social well-being. People want to know what everybody's saying about them. And it also allows kids to say things that are on their mind without care because, in a sense, they are anonymous. In a face-to-face world, their discussion and their comments would be tempered. So parents, take all of this with a grain of salt. Research on your own. See what it is that is going to work with your family. You know, I know it's not one size fits all or one size fits most, but I do know that you have decided to homeschool. You are the great, greatest person to homeschool your child because obviously God gave you this child, and I know you can do it. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, episode 298. 
Thank you to KiwiCo, uh, makers of KiwiCrate. You can find the great offer um, of a free crate by going to kiwico.com forward slash homeschool and get your crate there. Let them know where you heard about them at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and Vintage Homeschool Moms. Take care, everybody. God bless and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.